Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. So good to be here. Standing ovation at Pastor Tam's command. Good job. No, that's good. It's great. All right, let me just get organised here. It has been a long time since uh, I've preached here at Hope Community. Uh, For those who don't know, um, Liz and I have just been on long service leave after 12 years of ministry and we've just had an amazing time. Um, But I do want to... um, just thank our team because we wouldn't have been able to do it without our team. We've got an amazing church council. Uh, Pastor Tam did an amazing job. Our whole pastoral team, staff, other people jump in like Haddo and uh, just make things go amazing at Hope. And we love Hope Community. It was great having a break, but man, it's good to be home. Hey, I do want to say too, like perspective is an amazing thing. Being able to get a different perspective um, and to step out and see things and uh, I did listen to Colin Studley's message from when he was here as well. And I know he spoke quite prophetically into what God's doing here and what he's seen from outside of Hope Community. But I just want you to know that I see it as well. And uh, God let me see it particularly like while I was on the break to step out of this place, um, to be a part of another church community. And um, it just helped us really see what God was doing here. And uh, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to scare you. Like, if you're coming and you're kind of not on board with this whole Jesus thing, uh, I don't want to scare you off. Um, but God is like, there is something really special happening here, and uh, and this is not just biased, you know, Pastor Dan's. Like, this is this is not our church. This is God's church. He's doing something really powerful and unique in Hope Community. But one of the key things he is doing is he's he is leading us deeper and deeper to the Father's heart, and uh, and so many things have been spoken and said, and I just want to encourage you jump on board, all right. And I'm going to speak into that a little bit today, uh, so I'm excited for this word. This is something I want to share with you something today that I have learnt, uh, but it's also something that I see the Lord doing, and it actually connects. It jumps straight off the back of what Deb spoke here last Sunday. If you missed that message, that is like you really need to listen to it. So jump on uh, YouTube and the podcast platforms. Make sure you catch that one up. This is going to jump like it's all the same stuff. All right. It's all connected. Uh, So don't miss out on what we feel God is really saying in this season. Um, Can we pray? I want you to just put a hand. If you've come with someone today, put a hand on them, if you know the person next to you, you didn't come with them, you might still just want to reach out. We're just going to place hands on each other. As I pray this morning, I want you to pray for them, to intercede, intercede say, Father, speak to them in Jesus' name, all right? Pastor Dan's going to say some stuff, but we want to hear your voice in Jesus' name. Let it go deep in our hearts, Father. And we just pray against anything right now that stands against us from hearing what you want to say, Lord. And so this person next to me, just mess them up real good, Lord. Okay? Get them good in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. 
Good. All right. We're going to get right into the Word. Exodus 17, if you have a Bible with you. We're going Old Testament today. Anyone love the Old Testament here? Yeah. It's good. You need it, right? You can't throw it out. New Testament is good. We need them both. We need them both. Uh, Exodus 17, I'm going to start at verse 8. Um, just to give you some like super quick context here where we're jumping in. If we would turn a few pages back in our Bibles, you would see that Moses has led Israel out of Egypt. They were in captivity there for over 400 years um, and it was bad for them. He's led them out um, following the 10 plagues and they're walking through the desert. Uh, We've seen them come to the Red Sea where the Lord has parted the waters for them to actually go through as Egypt chased them down. And now um, they're walking out and they've arrived into this spot near Mount Sinai, which is an ongoing feature actually right through Scripture and a really significant landmark. And so we jump in, verse 8. Are you with me? Okay, here we go. If you're not, catch up. It says, The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. How good is Moses' form? He's like, you go fight, I'm going to go pray. All right? Now, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses, just to be clear, winning means like, when he was praying, the Israelites were killing all the peoples. And when he stopped, the Amalekites were killing all the Israelites' peoples, right? You got that? Okay. That's not, it's like there's a bit of pressure on that. Okay. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and they put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So... Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. We're going to stop there. So I th- like this is an amazing scene, right? And I don't know if you're picturing this as I'm reading along, but I, I think this is a fascinating passage because we see that even Moses did a great job of delegation here and he sent Joshua out into battle. Moses actually played a vital part in winning this victory, right? And it's interesting that even, even towards the end there, we see that the Scriptures say, so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword, right? Now, it was, it was Moses who was on top of the hill with the staff of God. It was God who was releasing the power for that victory and it was Joshua who got credit for the victory, okay? I want you to catch that. Um, I actually climbed a mountain this week. 
All right, it's a, a big mountain. It's a mountain called Mount Barney. Um, it, all, it, it, it almost beat me. I have to admit, it almost beat me. I was with a young whippersnapper who dragged me up. And if that hadn't have happened, it would have beaten me. And so um, I think we've got a photo. Did I get a photo of this? Okay, yeah. That's Mount Barney, okay? And uh, photos just don't do that thing justice, but it's um, over a kilometre straight up to the top. It took me four and a half hours to get to the top and eight hours all around from the car park up, up and back, and I think it was around 18 k's altogether. Um, while I was on the mountain, while I was on the mountain, I found a stick, and uh, it's quite a heavy stick. And You might see a stick, but I see the staff of God, right? <laughs> and... The annoying thing was, I actually found this right at the beginning of the walk. And so I think I carted this stick up a mountain, probably about 16 kilometres. And uh, I was thinking about this as I was on this mountain. You know, I'd been preparing this message and God had been speaking to me. And I was thinking about this scene as, as Moses climbs up onto this high place, Right? And you know what is, is fascinating, I think, when we read the Scriptures, like, it doesn't actually say that Moses prayed. Like, it just says that Moses said, I'm going to go up there with the staff of God. And so we read into this and we think, well, he was up there praying over the battle, right? And I think he probably was. I hope he was. That seems like a good thing to do when you're up there, right? Other scholars, like, they look at this passage and they say, well, um, Hands raised, like in a Jewish context, that was a posture of worship. That Moses was up there and he was just going to worship God, just fix his eyes on the Lord while this battle raged. And I hope he was probably doing that too. Like that's a good thing to do, right? But that's not actually what it says either. It says that he was on the mountain and in his hands, we know, was the staff of God. And when the staff of God was raised in the air, there was victory in the battle and when he lowered his arms, the other side started to win. That's what it actually says. And so I was thinking, Lord, like, what's actually going on here? Like, what role does Moses actually play in this process? Because we're trying to get application out of this, right? Like, we, if you pray, if you pray, you're going to see victory, right? And for some of us, we know, hey, there's been times where I have prayed and I've not seen the victory that I've hoped for, Right? And so, Lord, what's, this, what's the application in this that I can take and hold on to? And you know, the Lord reminded me of another time when Moses had a staff. And this time it was when Israel had got stuck between Egypt in the chariots and the Red Sea. And this is what the Lord actually said to him there. He said, Moses, pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. And then in the context in the Scriptures, it actually says, and part the waters, right? So God wasn't even saying, and I will part the waters. He's saying, you take the staff and you hold it over the sea and then you part the waters, all right? So you're still with me here. So then the same thing happens again when they cross to the other side and we know the story where the Egyptians, they jump into the Red Sea and they're chasing after them and the Lord now says, okay, take the staff again and the waters will close. 
And Moses takes this stuff and he holds it over the Red Sea and they watch as the water comes crashing in and their enemies are defeated. So what is this stuff? This stuff is a physical representation of God's power, right? And you know, Moses in this situation, he's seen it work. Like at the end of this, the waters come in, the chariots get, everyone, okay, they lose. And he's like, that's cool. And everyone else is like, now that's a staff, right? That's not a stick. That is a staff. And I want to get me one of them. Because you see what Moses did with that thing? Now here they are and they've got this tribe of warriors. Like these guys, they're, they're trained, lethal warriors, okay? They're good at killing people. And Israel, Israel is slaves, right? Like possibly don't even have weapons with them but untrained in warfare, okay? And here they are and they're facing this battle. And what does Moses do? Moses goes, hey, you know what we need here? We need the power of God. We need the power of God over this situation. And so Joshua, you go fight, right? Be careful not to get chopped up or something. And I'm going to go up the mountain and I'm going to take the power of God. And while I'm there, there's two things that are going to happen is that I'm going to hold the power of God out over this situation. And while you're in battle, you're going to see me standing there. This representation that we are welcoming the power of God into this situation, right? And so can you imagine being a warrior, an Israelite warrior in this situation where you're fighting and you're thinking, man, this is the first time I picked up a sword. We're going to see how this goes. Right, And you're going out to battle that day. You don't know if you're ever coming back, what this is going to look like. And you're like, you know, how does this thing work? You know, they haven't seen Gladiator, nothing like that, right? (laughs) They're just winging this. But then there they are. And as as this, this army stands in front of them, they get to look up and there on the hill is Moses. And he's praying and he's worshipping, I'm sure. And at the same time, he's holding out this representation to say, we're going to do this with God's power. And you're like, whoa, all right, that's cool. Like, I'm not good with this sword thing, but, you know, we got God's power. So that's good. And I've seen what happens when God lets his power work. Now, here's, here's one thing I want you to know. What's significant in this text is that when his arms got tired, there were people there to lift his arms. And we know this in this context, like one of the reasons we gather together is because of this faith community that we have here. But the faith community is only as good as the actual connection that happens in this place. And my question for you today is that when your arms are raised, when you have that situation in your life, do you have people who are willing to come and hold your arms up when you get tired? And because this is what this is all about. And some of you have those people and it's really organic for you and you've always got people and community in your life. And when things are tough, you're openly sharing about those things. And you're saying, man, I'm struggling so hard. And you've got mates that are texting you and they're saying, hang in there. Here's a word from the Lord to encourage you. We're with you. But other people, we can feel very isolated at times, right? And what can happen is you come into this context and yet there is still nothing that 
you know, that you find where you can connect and you go back out isolated again. And I just want to encourage you that if you are in that space, I just want to encourage you to take that brave step to get yourself into the places where there are people who are with you. And it might, it might mean just jumping in on a prayer meeting regularly. It might mean serving on a team where you're going to meet some people. It might mean just going out of your way to meet some people after church today. Whatever that takes, but I want to encourage you to take that step because we all need those people who are going to hold our arms up, right? I want to just highlight something else here too, is that we need to hold the arms up of our spiritual leaders as well. And so here's Moses and Aaron and her. And I mean, Moses had a job. When we, when we get into reading this, like he was leading a bunch of complainers, okay? And now I, we, at Hope Community, I've, I've never known anyone to complain. So this is very different context, all right? Okay, I'm sorry, that was sarcasm. But we, I mean, we all know what that's like, right? And you're leading in different contexts. We've got leaders right through this room. If you have influence, then you're a leader, right? And you're going to know that in that place that it can be difficult as well. And here's what I just want you to hear is that we need to be holding up the arms of our spiritual leaders. And, and don't, don't worry, this is not awkward for me. I am not standing here saying, hey, like you got to help me. Like, you know, shower me with love, all right? Um, that we all have people, spiritual leaders in our lives and they need encouragement and they need support and that comes in all different ways. God's wired you up in different ways. And so I want you to even think right now about someone who has impacted your life, who leads you spiritually, who you would say, I sit under them. If they wanna speak into me, they have permission to do that. Who's someone in your life in that position and what's one way you could just encourage them today? Because here's what I can tell you is that there are so many spiritual leaders who are just dropping out right now because they are tired, they are weary, they've had a long season of navigating change. Many of them have had to deal with personal attacks as well. They're hurt, they're sad, they've seen like so much change in the church, in the kingdom and so many leaders are dropping out right now. I have friends and, and you know what makes a difference? is just having a support structure around you. And I know so many of those people would have made it through if they had some support structure around them. So have a think. I want you to have a think about who those people are and I want you to encourage them. I just, uh, yesterday actually, I, was, I had a FaceTime call with Matt and Ruth Leahy who are family friends, kingdom family friends of our church here. We support them. Uh, they've, they've planted a church in Canada and just recently they've just come up against some real challenge. And just to give you the briefest kind of overview of that, uh, they've got some pretty strict uh, COVID mandates that are coming in there now and they've literally just planted a church that meets together. They've had a couple of meetings. The mandates have come out that said, uh, that's only going to be available to vaccinated people now. Um, that has challenges and implications in itself. Then to blow it up even further, they've had huge resistance from 
There's a very strong um, local community there, very outspoken community against Christians, evangelical Christians. And there's Facebook pages and protests and all sorts of things happening just to see these churches, uh, three local churches shut down and having no place to meet. And as you can imagine, for a couple of people who went to Canada to plan a church and to see God just break into that space, this is pretty hard. And so I want to call you, I want to, call you to prayer, church, um, because we need to be covering these guys. And I was talking to them just yesterday and they said, honestly, like, we're running at like a two out of ten. Like, we know God is good and we can see that he's doing stuff, but this is, this is noctus. Like, this is really hard. And so we've got to be those people who hold their arms up. And so if you know Matt and Ruth, I want you to get in touch. I want you to pray. Ask the Lord for a word of encouragement for them. I want you to think creatively too about how we can encourage them in this season. But they need it. They need it. The enemy has an opportunity to take them out in this time. And, uh, and we need to be there for them. Is that good? All right, let me keep moving. How many people know that our battles, the battles that we face in life are an opportunity for growth? All right. That still doesn't make you be like, yay, does it? I get that. I get that. But here's what's interesting with these guys in this context. um, This was a battle that the Lord wanted them to fight, right? And so there are different situations. God will often help us avoid battles in life. That's His grace when that happens. And what's happened with Israel is it says in the Scriptures that as they left Egypt, God actually took them a certain way because He didn't want them to move into Philistine territory because they would be defeated if they went into that place, okay? So there was a battle waiting there for them and the Lord said, I'm not even gonna lead you into that battle, right? They get to the Red Sea, there's a battle waiting there for them, right? If they didn't go through the water, they were going to have to face the Egyptians. And the Lord says, all right, I'll show you how this battle is going to play out. Then they get to the desert and here they are with the Amalekites. And God says, this is a battle that you're actually going to fight this time. And we all, we all have battles in our life, right? Who's, who's facing a battle right now? Can we just have a show of hands? Like I'm talking, and it can be anything, all right, so we're talking day-to-day stuff is that uh, this person I work with drives me crazy and I'm in this battle to love this person, right? That's a battle. Okay, hands up again. Now, now let me ask again. How, okay. Especially if, if they're here. Like. But then we do have battles too. Like we have battles that will deeply impact our lives, okay? And I don't want to be insensitive in any way and make jokes about this stuff. When you may be sitting there today and you're in a battle right now and you feel like, like this has changed me forever and I just, there's been days where I don't know how I can go on. Like we have battles like that, right? And some of us, we're going to face that more than others. It's going to look different. And so these battles are going to come. And I wonder... I wonder how well we do at fighting when it comes to those battles. I've been thinking of a nice way to try and say this, but I can't, okay? Some of us 
are so apathetic that we are sitting back and this battle is raging and we are essentially doing nothing about it. And, and, and I, it, for the people who raised their hands and for the people who didn't as well, if I was to challenge you today and say, okay, so you've, you're in a battle right now, right? Or this situation and, and how have you been going? Have you prayed about it? Like, what are you, what are you how are you actually pressing and leading into the Lord in this season? You, do you know how often I hear, hear people say, yeah, well, I prayed about it once. Like, I prayed about it once, you know? And then what? And then what? We just go back into managing it in our own strength and our own wisdom, right? But what would it look like? Tam was like preaching my message this morning. What would it look like if we were people who identified these battles and then we took our stuff? I don't care if it's your hand or a wooden spoon, right? And we said, Father, I just want to declare your power over this situation because I can see that there is growth in this battle, but I want to declare victory over this situation in Jesus' name. And you know what? Every day at 5am, I am going to meet you in this place with my wooden spoon and I'm going to declare your power over my situation and you're going to stir up faith in me and my hands are going to stay raised in the air until I see you doing something in this space. Now that's not apathy, but why are we so often so easily defeated? And I've talked about this before in the context of often we pray for something rather than praying through something. And so battle sometimes, you see the beginning of the battle and you're like, okay, Lord, um, you know, we want to win this. This is good. But the prayer is going to be different when you're four days in, right? So if if you stop at praying once, like you're out of context now, like that's an old outdated prayer. Right, But four days in, you're going, Lord, this is so hard and I'm so tired and this is painful and I'm struggling to love and I've got bitterness in my heart and I need to know your forgiveness and there's shame in this area. And, and it's not the same prayer that you prayed four days ago, right? And so now we're not just praying for something, but we're praying through something. And as we do that, our posture is not just prayer and worship, Okay. It is faith in the power of God. Now, let me tell you what, how many people here know that you can pray and still try and do everything your own way? Okay, I'm talking to all the control freaks in the room, all right? King control freak right here, okay? It's all good, don't get offended. Um, We can pray And we can release that and then we can just go back to doing everything we think we should be doing in our own wisdom and our own strength, right? So what's the difference? How do we know, like, how do we know, right? And it's when our hands come down. It's when we stop declaring the power of God and we start going and just doing things ourselves. That's the difference. And that is a posture. And this is a posture that has challenged me so much. And this is where the Lord's been speaking to me so powerfully. 
is that whether it's in seasons of challenge where you need victory or not, we always need victory, okay? And we always, actually, we fight from a place of victory, like Jesus is one, right? We've sung it today. And so we're claiming the victory constantly. This is our position in Christ. We're claiming the victory, we're claiming the victory. Now, sometimes the victory is not what we think it is. And so you're praying for an outcome and that's not the victory you see. How many people have had that happen to them, right? Has happened like, it's happened to me a thousand times. And it's because it just so happens that God knows a bit more than I know, right? But here's the thing. You might look at that situation and see, well, where was the victory in that place? Anytime we are obedient in faith, victory happens. I want you to know that. Anytime, okay? So it may be something that God is doing in you. That's the victory, right? And you don't see it yet, but you're praying and you're believing for a certain outcome. Meanwhile, the Lord's doing something inside of you. And you're saying, where is the victory, Lord? Like, I can't see it. And he's like, man, it looks good. I can see what's happening in your heart and it looks good. There is victory all over this. Anytime you're obedient in faith, there is victory. I want you to know that. This is the kingdom of God. Anytime it is on earth as it is in heaven, there is victory in the kingdom. Amen? Okay. Are you still with me? All right. Is this too much? First one back. I needed more jokes, didn't I? I'm sorry. There was no jokes. Okay, so... Let me just push this a little bit further. So uh, verse 14, verse 14, we'll keep reading this text. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Okay, so this was a battle. This was a victory that needed to be remembered forever. Why? Because it was the Lord's victory. And Israel needed to see that even in the times where they were called to fight, that the Lord was going to bring victory for them. Now, there's so much more going on in here that I can't even get into. But it was Joshua that was down there fighting, right? And he's the one who's actually going to lead the people into the promised land, right? So he's getting victory. This is his first appearance on the scene. Joshua leads the army into victory and he's going to be the one who also takes Israel into the promised land. But that's for another time. Here's what I want you to see in this. Is that these people, they had to choose to fight God's way. And so what I'm talking about here is a level of integrity when we navigate these oppositions in our life. So this is not spiritual cruise control, okay? Spiritual cruise control is where you get to say, well, I'm a Christian, so therefore my very presence means everything happening here is righteous, okay? That's not cool, all right? Spiritual cruise control says um, the Lord is 
in control at this level so I can take my hands completely off. All right? Um, Joshua did not get to do that, right? And so the Lord is gonna require something of you. But here is the question. We can look at this and draw a principle and we can say, okay, Father, so anytime the hands are raised, victory is in the battles, but we know that we can't apply that directly, okay? It just, it just doesn't hold up. It sounds good, it preaches, but it doesn't hold up. So what's the underlying principle here? And the principle is, where is your allegiance? Whose banner are you waving is the question. And so they have come into battle and Moses has gone to the hill because he's saying, this is Yahweh's battle. This is not our battle. This is Yahweh's battle and we pledge allegiance to Yahweh and we want everyone to know it is Yahweh. This is for the Lord God Almighty. Now here's, what, here's where I'm going, okay? You're like, okay, okay. So whose banner are you waving? When it comes to those situations, is it your job? Is that the banner you're waving? Is it your wisdom? Is that the banner you're waving? Is it sometimes, is it like a banner that kind of goes just like, yeah, right now. And then it goes like away or whatever. And this is all what the Lord is saying is that forever you need to know that your allegiance needs to be with me. Okay, now we can say that. We can say, I'm a Christian. I'm a lover of the Lord. He's number one in every way. But when challenge comes, when those battles comes, then things can actually play out very differently. All right? Okay, so um, I'm going to finish this up and I just want to get really practical. A posture that trusts in God also trusts that He has a way. And so, you know, Moses could have thought to himself, well, Lord... Uh, we've seen you take us, we've seen you lead us through the Red Sea. Uh, What are you going to do in this battle? Like, is there something crazy, supernatural, awesome in this one? Like the desert's just going to open up and they're going to come down or fire from heaven. That'd be sick. Like what's happening this time? And this time the Lord's like, actually, you're going to use swords, right, to fight. And you're like, oh, okay, (laughs) right. So a posture that trusts in God also trusts in His ways, right? When He says what it's going to look like. I want to just get real practical for you. Just if you're like, Dan, this is all just like too far out. Bring it in for me. What does it look like to live with your arms raised? These are just a couple of things. First of all, you have to take time for gratitude. So... I want to just give you a little boxing thing here, right? I used to do a a bit of boxing back in my day. And one thing that happens in boxing is when you get tired, two things drop. Your arms drop and your head drops. And as soon as that happens, you are an easy target, all right? If you're fighting someone, physically you want to see them tire out and drop. And then you know it's mine, okay? A couple of good hits and it's game over, right? In love, in Jesus' name. It's okay. And, um, and another boxing thing is there, but how powerful is it when you've got people in your corner who are screaming at you and they are saying, get your hands up, get your head up. 
and you hear that and you do what you're told. Now, time for gratitude, especially if all if you're struggling bad, is about reminding yourself of the good things. And this is where other people can be great, is when you have nothing in the tank, that they're the people who are giving it to your good. And they're like, hey, you got to get those hands up and that head up right now because you have this to be thankful and you have this to be thankful and you have this to be thankful and we all need that at time. But if you are struggling right now and you are down and you are out, it's time to set aside some space just to be thankful. And if I could talk really personally, like I've done this, I'm not telling you to do anything that I haven't done. And in seasons, it is daily. Daily, you are writing down things. Father, just help me to see your goodness in this situation, all the things that we have to be grateful, all right? And it gets your eyes back in the right place. Number two, remind yourself of the need, your need for God, okay? Moses was on that hill because he knew they needed God, all right? And maybe you need to get on a hill. Um, Number three, look out for distractions that pull you away from what you should be doing, okay? Battles can be really, really distracting. And number four, remember that God is for you and He's not against you. Even in this passage, as I said, there's so much going on. Um, Did you know Jesus is just the Greek way of actually saying Joshua, Right, And so there's all these parallels in this text where you have Joshua down there and he's fighting these battles. He's gaining victory as God's leader and he's gonna lead Israel into the promised land. And this is just like what Jesus does. Then we have Moses who's on the top of a hill with his arms stretched out, right? Wanting to see the power of God released over his people, okay? God was for them and God is for you. And the beautiful thing about the Lord is that He's for all of us. So in a situation where you see where there can only be one win in this situation, God's got this move where everyone gets to win. That's what's so cool about the Lord. And He loves you, but maybe the person He struggles with, like He really loves them too, right? And so He wants to see you win and He wants to see them win. So do not forget that God is for you and He's not against you. So I want to wrap this up. Um, Team, you guys can come up and and we're just going to pray. But I just want to finish just to encourage some people who are here today because I know that uh, I know that you're in a battle right now and you just need you need your arms lifted up today the notes in my application bible said this it said when the Israelites entered the region the warriors of Amalek saw this as a perfect opportunity for both pleasure and profit and I thought, Lord, there are some people today and the enemy's at work in a way where he's stealing pleasure from their life and he's stealing profit from their life. And we have to see victory in these situations. 
And more than that, I was praying into this and I said, Lord, we have to see a restoration of anything that the enemy has taken. Like we want interest, right? A high interest rate, like a really bad interest rate, but that's good, right? For your numbers, people. It says, but this hostile tribe was moving in on the wrong group, a people led by God. And so I just want to ask you to stand just as we finish today. And I just want to do something physically. Whether you are in a season of battle or not, as we pray today, and this might be a new thing for you, but as we pray today, I just want to invite you to stretch your hands out. And it's just a declaration to say, as I said, right, whether you're in the battle right now or whether you're just in a place right now, like it's a great place where you know so much blessing, but you still want to say, Father, in faith, I just want to declare your power over every situation in my life. And so, Lord, we just come now and we just want to declare allegiance to you, Father. And there are some in the room today who just wanna say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry that I've, I've dropped the ball, that I've done things my own way, that my allegiance has been placed in other places. And today afresh, I just wanna say, you are number one. I am waving this banner, this banner that says Yahweh, I'm waving it and it's you. And for the people who are in the battles, Father, some short term, some long term, some are going deep, Lord. Some are massively destructive, Heavenly Father. And others are just very temporary, Lord. We still just stand here together, united today, declaring Your power over our situations. And in declaring in faith Your power over these situations, we welcome You to come and have Your way, to be at work, Father. Be at work in us, be at work in this situation, Lord. Come and have your way, Father, in a way where we can release it to you and just trust you with it, Heavenly Father. And this morning, Lord, I just pray for a rising up, a new day, Father, that leaves any sense of apathy in the past where there is a people, an army who are rising up who say, God, we are gonna daily declare your power over our situations your power to see the Kingdom of God move forward, your power to see strongholds broken, your power to see things in my life changed, Father, your power to see people in my life touched with your love, Heavenly Father. Daily now I am coming before you, Heavenly Father, to make these declarations because I know the truth that you are good, that you are powerful, that you are for me, Father, that you can do great things, Heavenly Father. And so I take my position on this mountaintop and just raise my hands, Lord. And so Father, right now, we just lift up some of those situations and we pray Your power into those situations. I pray with such faith, Lord, that some of those situations that we'll hear that things shifted this very day, Lord, that there'll be testimonies that said, as I took a stand in the kingdom in faith, something shifted. The Lord got to work straight away. And Father, for those who are tired and weary and heartbroken and don't know how to go on, I pray that we would be a people who can hold each other's hands up, Lord. 
that You'll give us eyes to see those who we need to come beside and slide a seat underneath them and lift their hands up and say, let's do this together. We are gonna declare the power of God over your situation. So draw us closer, I pray in Jesus' Name. Amen, amen. So what we're gonna do, church, we're just gonna finish and uh, sing this song, a song that um, just declares you reign above it all. And I just, I just like where you are, like there's, there's, no, there's nothing great to do, but where you are today, I wanna give you an opportunity standing in your seat. If you have been that person that has been apathetic, like, if this is bringing condemnation on you today, I just want to say, we just want to break that. We want to just, we just want to leave that. We want the Father's grace to flow and touch you right now. But that today can still be a marker for you where you say, Lord, I've just like, I've, I've been doing so little, but today I want you to hear me that I want it to be different. And for some people you're saying afresh today, I am pledging allegiance to You afresh today, Lord. I haven't been doing that for a very long time. And so we're gonna sing this song and we're singing it as we stand together, but I just want you to just, where you are this morning, just lead yourself through that process. Is that good? If you really want to, if, if there's something significant going on, I would welcome you just to come down the front and to worship, get on your knees. Someone might come and pray for you and just bless you. They don't need to know your details or anything like that. Just as an expression of what the Lord's doing in your heart, that might be what you wanna do this morning. And so Holy Spirit, we just welcome you in this time. Take any seeds, any seeds that have been scattered in this time, Lord, and come and water them, we pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.